other disappearances. A Miss Van de Sand, to the best of my knowledge, I never saw. Certain it is that I hired no fruit store in Chicago, nor did I have a person of that name in my employ at any time. A Mrs. Lee, said to have disappeared some time in 1893, I do not know of ever having seen. Cora Quinlan is said by the newspapers to be alive. No insurance of any kind was ever caused to be placed upon the life of this child by me, nor did I know that such had been placed by others. A Miss Sigrand was sent to me by the National Typewriter Exchange in Chicago in May 1892. She worked faithfully in my interests until November 1892, when, much against my wishes, she left my employ to be married, as I understood at the time. Some days after going away she returned for her mail, and at this time gave me one of her wedding cards, and also two or three others for tenants in the building, who were not then in their rooms. And in response to inquiries lately made, I have learned that at least five persons in and about Lafayette, Indiana, received such cards. The postmark and her handwriting upon the envelope in which they were enclosed, showing that she must have sent them herself after leaving my employ. While working for me, she had also acted as the secretary of the Campbell Yates Company, a corporation in which I was interested. And in 1893, certain papers relating to the business of this company, that had been overlooked, required her signature, and after considerable delay she came to the office in November, which was about one year after she left my employ. She accompanied me to lunch at Thompson's Restaurant, where I had eaten regularly for years, and where during the previous year she had often eaten with me. Here the man known as Henry, who for a long time has been head usher in this establishment and knew us both well, remarked to her, as he gave us our seats, "'It is a long time since you were here,' she replied, "'About one year ago.' A few days later she met me elsewhere in Chicago, at which time Arthur S. Kirk, a member of the well-known soap manufacturers Kirk and Company, and two employees were present and upon my recalling to Mr. Kirk's memory certain business transactions I had with him at about this time, he, as well as his employees, will remember the circumstances, and be able to fix the exact date and give an accurate description of Miss Sigrand. Before leaving Chicago, she expressed a desire to re-enter my employ, stating that, unless more kindly treated, she should not longer live with her husband, but should either return to office work or re-enter the convent, where she had been educated, or some other similar institution. She also told me that she had written her people, but should not visit them until she could give them financial aid, as she had been in the habit of doing before her marriage. And I think she will let me know her location and present name before I am made to suffer for her disappearance." Miss Mary and Miss Kate Dunkey are both acknowledged by the Philadelphia authorities to be alive. Charles Cole is also known to be alive. The Redmond family, the child or its abductress, I never saw, and know nothing of the case save from the accounts published at the time. Robert Latimer, a former janitor, a Mr. Brummager, once in my employ as a stenographer, also a Miss Mary Horacamp from Hamilton, Canada, 
are alive, as shown by letters recently received from friends or relatives of each. Miss Anna Betts, formerly of Inglewood, Illinois, whose death I have been so persistently charged with during the past year, the claims being made that it had been caused by a criminal operation performed by me at the instigation of blank, of Chicago, for which I received a release of the sum of $2,500 that I owed him. I was but little acquainted with, and if her death was occasioned in such a manner, I certainly am not the cause of it, and checks given upon my order by F. W. DeVoe and Company of New York will show when and how my indebtedness to Mr. Blank was cancelled. The same charge concerning a domestic named Lizzie is untrue, although I have no means of verifying it, save that it has been proven that she was alive and in Chicago some months after I left that city, early in 1894. End of section 13